I'm Erica from Cheers from the Grave, and today we have a special guest, and this special guest is Kina. That's me. From Historical AF. That's Yay! me. I am, I am the Kina, and I am Yay! here. Yes, the lovely Kina is here today recording with us. It's just me and her today. Stephanie is out in Budapest. My that lucky, lucky bitch. Oh, my God. I am so fucking jealous. <laughs> it's not just Budapest. She's, like, doing this entire tour of Europe, and it's insane what she's got. It's, like, 20 days of crazy, insane, like, European historical things, and I'm just, like, I need that in I'm my just life. Gonna sit here and live. I'm just going to sit here and live through your pictures. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, my God, I want to go so bad. I told her if she goes, she needs to find something that's haunted. Oh, Like, yeah. it is her goal <laughs> right now. So hopefully she finds something that's haunted and then comes back to report because that would be fantastic. Yeah, when you think about how old everything is, everything should be haunted at this point. So it shouldn't be too hard. <laughs> it, it shouldn't be. And Europe has a lot of old buildings, a lot older than us over here. Oh, yeah. Since we're such babies. We are. So It's funny because <laughs> over in my podcast, Historical AF, we'll be talking one day about something that's 5,500 years old. And then we'll talk about the U.S. and we're like, 17, 26. And we're like, damn, that's old. <laughs> we're like, no, it's not. <laughs> we're just babies. <laughs> we're babies. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, we're talking about that house that you sent us for our extra AF episode. And we're like, oh, it's so old. And I was like, I'm so jealous. Because the oldest thing I grew up with, it was like 1826. And then I'm like, yesterday <laughs> we literally talked about like 2000, you know, BC. So, yeah, like, that's old. That's, that's, that's really old. Yeah, yeah that house is, uh, the Thompson Neely house is a really cool, it's a really cool house. And uh, the next time I get a chance to go to Pennsylvania, I'm definitely going to bring some of my... Uh, ghost hunting gear mm -hmm. and uh, and when i say ghost hunting gear i mean like my one emf reader <laughs> that i had and then my phone that's my audio recorder <laughs> just to see if i can catch anything because i mean i've been in there a number of times mm -hmm. because again i'm like a descendant from um one of the neelys and um or is it thompson's i can't remember i'm a descendant of one of them my mom knows there's no way to know um, there's no way, no. Well, there is. I just don't want to find out right now because it's too much work. And that means having to call my mom. And that means like an hour wasted of my time. Not really. I love you, mom. I'm kidding. I love you. Um, but, oh, shit. What was I going to say? But, yeah, no, it's a, it's a pretty cool house. And I've had experiences there and stuff like that. Just like feelings of like, you know, that something's watching you. And like just hearing footsteps and turning around and not seeing anything, you know, stuff like that. Oh, so. hell yeah, that's my jam. If you do not find a president while you're there, too, I'll be greatly disappointed because I was blown away Ye that two presidents were there. Holy shit. Yep. Who yep. can say that? Yep. Oh, I just have this ancestral home, and there just happened to be two presidents, and one of them yep. was Washington. Ever heard of them? Yep. Like, yep, that's where he made the decision to cross the Delaware River to, you know. So, yeah. Oh, man. They so call it the house of decision. Oh, it's so, so cool. Yep. <laughs> You're my welcome. Big ass nerd. I'm just geeking out so hard. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. So um, also another thing I need to note, guys, because everybody's probably like, where's Nicole? <laughs> well, her ass is in California. <laughs> oh. And the reason, and again, um, I do have to apologize to our listeners. We are like, days late on this because we were going to Stephanie and I recorded this 
fantastic episode that was going to drop on Sunday. However, apparently my dumbass didn't save properly the file. And so when Kyle went to go edit, he's just like, I, I can't find the audio files. They're not there. I'm like, I swear to God, I hit save. I swear to God, I hit save. I went file, save. I did it. And Kyle's <laughs> like, but I don't see anything. I'm like, God damn it. Oh, that's so this scary. Is my, <laughs> this is my life. When I'm trying to get my numbers up and I'm trying to like, you know, you know, gain more listeners and I'm trying to do all these things and then this happens. I'm like, well, there goes our numbers. Bye. <laughs> It'll be fine. We'll do this. We yeah. got this. <sighs> it's okay. Life it's happens. okay. Slow and steady wins the race, right? Maybe there'll be that one episode that finally goes viral or whatever, and I'll be like, yes, finally on top. God, that's the dream, isn't it? People, Every day I wake up, me. I'm like, have I gone viral yet? No. God damn it. You have like 10,000 downloads, okay? The fact that you have like <laughs> almost 10,000 downloads, that I am jealous, okay? I'm like 2,500. Man, blood, sweat, right and tears now. over here. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm currently well, you rock. unemployed because. We are a military family, and I just got uprooted and thrown into Texas, South Texas, and in the museum field, because I'm a historian, you have to have connections, and I had all these beautiful connections in Arkansas, and people were throwing jobs at me, and then I moved here, and everybody's like, who are you? What are you doing? What's going on? We don't know you. You're not Texan. And I was like, oh, shit. So now I'm starting from the ground oh. up, and uh, that's why I started the podcast, because I'm like, I need to do history. <sighs> well... I can tell you right now, you are totally rocking this podcasting thing. Thanks! Like, it is, you are absolutely phenomenal. You guys are just amazing, and you're killing it, and I am super jealous of your skills. So, and the also, by the way, guys. is that we were librarians, and fun fact, this is basically what you do as a librarian. The social media, the research, the event planning, like, everything that we're doing, you just kind of adjust just ever so slightly to podcasting, yes. and it just really translates. So since, you know, we were all librarians at some point, I am no longer a librarian, but it's all those skills. So librarians yeah, taking over the world. Yeah, it just comes to you naturally <laughs> and stuff. It's true. And uh, also, guys, I want to let you guys know that Kina also is the genius behind our merchandise. She is amazing. Oh, thanks. At, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I always hate She's the people the that are like, I'm an artist, but I'm an artist. So I do artsy shit. And uh, she does. Yeah. It's been, it's been really and thanks fun. Thanks to her. We have our merchandise and I am internally in your debt. Oh, I love it. That. Because you guys are like <laughs> strictly paranormal. I can do way more fun things because we're, we have a paranormal aspect. We do six segments and one of them is paranormal, but I can't do yeah. a lot of the spooky shit that I can do for you guys, so it's yeah. really you're doing me a favor because it's really fun. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and you get paid for it, too, because I'm not going to sit here. It's like, yo, tell every single time she makes me something, I'm like, girl, tell me how long you took and <laughs> tell me how many – and then, like, tell me what your rate is because I'm going to pay you for your work because that's what good people do. Yes. You know, you, you get – you have to pay – for your work. You can't just sit here and take advantage of this shit. No, no, no. Give, I'm just going to sit here and throw money at you. Yeah. Being an artist really is a thankless job because I think people that aren't artistic and haven't ever had to spend hours doing something, you don't realize how much work it really is. So it's really yeah. refreshing to be able to like make money because you spend so much time and you fail so much 
to get like one good product. <laughs> so it's great. Like my sister, she is an artist. That's just her job. That's what she does. And it's it's grueling. Yeah. I mean, she does so much work. But she does really cool like zombie pinup type art. So mm-hmm. probably your jam. Her name is E is for oh artist on I think Etsy and Facebook. But her shit's really cool. She does like zombie Alice in Wonderland. And then like, Yo. oh God, it's so cool. She had like a zombie I am all about cat. <sighs> so cool. I am all about the zombies. I love zombies so much. Yeah. It's just like I want to do an episode on zombies at some point. Oh man, yeah. We're doing one. Spoiler alert pretty soon. So I'm really excited. <sighs> Yay! Oh, I can't wait to hear it. Oh, yeah. You'll be there. It's gonna be so your episode. <sighs> oh yeah, that's right. Oh my god. <laughs> We're crossing over. Yeah. We are. There's going to be all the crossovers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. Yeah. We do. All right. My mom picked it, so I'm really excited. My mom's also a listener here. So, hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Thank you, Kina's mom, for being a listener. I appreciate you so much. Yeah. She is, like, Yay. so cool. She loves zombies so much. She has, like, zombie slippers with, like, the eyes popping off, like, out. Like, she's watched every zombie movie known to man. She's just... Hardcore zombie fan. I find it hilarious. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. That just that just made me love her even more. <laughs> yes. She knows everything about zombies. I love it. So the other day, this hey, is kind of gross. She uh hurt her arm and they put that derma bond on it. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah. So they did that yeah, and yeah. like it was still bleeding. It was really gross. So she sent me a picture and I was like, Are you doing zombie makeup? She's like, No, that's just my arm. And I was like, Holy shit, mom, go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I used to do zombie makeup at the library and, you know, with the latex and the fake blood. And I'm like, that yeah. looks like what I did at the library. You need to see a professional. That's not good. That That's 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 not healthy, mama. No. <laughs> it's fine now. She's fine now. But I was like, man, that's like legit trying out for The Walking Dead. You would have been hired. Oh, my gosh. I just realized we yeah. should probably talk about our actual <laughs> stories. <laughs> topics <laughs> i am like the queen of tangents so i will try to reel it in but yes i oh. let's we yeah, i think we should reel it in <laughs> just a little bit all right cool so do you want to like rock paper scissors on Hell who yeah. goes first since we both agreed that we're both going to be long-winded in this uh, one? yeah let's do this okay yes. you ready all right so best two out of three sure or do you just want to do just whoever gets it the first no, time just around? do first one save time let's do the first one <laughs> Yeah, I was just thinking that. I was like, Erica, stop okay, talking. So one, two, three, <laughs> shoot. Okay. Yeah, so. Run. One. Two. Two. Three. Three. Shoot. Oh, same thing. Shit. Oh. We <laughs> <laughs> both got scissors. Okay. One. <laughs> one. Two. Two. Three. Three. Ah, scissors. you won. Ah, I okay. win. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> What'd you fine. get? Paper? Yeah. I'm excited. She's really hyped this up today. So I'm. I went down a rabbit hole <laughs> like you would never believe, and it was hilarious. <laughs> I'm just sitting here and I'm messaging Kina the entire time. I'm just like, Kina, Kina, this is gonna be forever. This episode is gonna be like three hours long. <laughs> I can't stop. I literally, I saw, I would see something and I'd be like, oh my god, I need to talk about this. Oh my god, I need to talk about that. Oh my god, I need to put. T-. Erica, reel it back, reel it back. This episode's gonna be five hours long, and then you're just gonna lose more listeners because who wants to listen to you ramble for five hours? <laughs> so, <sighs> all right. So, um, my 
topic today is superstitions because superstitions are awesome. And I love like I love little facts about why things became a thing in the first mm-hmm. place. So I was like, this is fantastic. So a superstition is generally defined as excessively credulous belief and reverence for supernatural be- or excuse me, for supernatural beings or a widely held but unjustified belief in supernatural causation. I literally cut and pasted this from my Wikipedia. <laughs> Leading to certain consequences of an action or event or a practice based on such belief. Here are a few, and when I say a few, I mean a lot, of superstitions that I found that are pretty common and uh, pretty nifty. So the first one is owls. So there's a whole, so have you heard that there's a superstition around owls? No. At all? I do not believe so. There are a lot of superstitions when it comes to owls. Uh, owls are typically viewed as omens of bad luck, poor health, or even death. Oh, well, that means so that means poor Harry Potter saw death every time he saw. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was about to say, that escalated very quickly. That escalated <laughs> bad extremely luck, quickly. Death, yes. <laughs> bad luck, and death. Oh, there's a lot of escalations <laughs> in here. Okay, <laughs> just just you wait. Um. It's said if someone hears their hoot or even saw an owl, it meant someone was going to die. That would actually make sense in Harry Potter because a lot of people die yeah. in that. That's also, yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> and then I actually just realized I wrote in here. So, like, as a note for myself, I was like, so every time I go to a zoo and I see an owl, does someone die? Yeah. Because <laughs> shit, I need to stop going to see owls. Some also thought that owl calls were a call from the spirits of the, uh, to the Cree people. And if he answered back to the owl with a whistle and didn't get a response, it was uh, a sign that your death was imminent. Oh, no. Some people believed that burrowing owls, borrowing, burrowing owls acted as protective spirits for warriors. So not all our owls were bad. I don't know what I was talking about in that sense. That kind of makes sense. I know that there's some, like, animals in Native American culture that are spirit animals, and I was pretty sure there's owls because they're on totems. So I'm pretty sure. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I was just like, what? Uh, But apparently among Australian Aborigines, uh, owls were the spirits of women and so are sacred. Ooh. Um, Yeah. There's also a tribe of people there that also thought owls were the souls of people and shouldn't be harmed. Because if these owls were killed, the person whose soul the owl carried will also die. So, like, yeah. So, that's pretty crazy. Going, moving forward, but still within animals. uh, Cats. There's a lot of superstition around cats. They're normally believed to be the familiars of witches who use their form to roam freely and wreak Mm -hmm. havoc. The Hebrew story of a vampire named Lilith claimed she would take form of a black cat and prey on newborn babies. Apparently, there was also, like, the whole... Bad luck of the black cat crosses your path started in Egypt. So when the Egyptians started to worship the black cat goddess Bast, Christians became convinced that the black cats were demons in disguise and burned many of the poor black kitties. Knowing Christians back then, that checks out. Yeah. That checks out totally. I was like, God damn it. Why? This is why we can't have nice One of my favorite memes was that Egyptians used to worship cats. Cats never forgot. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Oh, no. They never forgot to this day. If a demon crossed your path, it created a barrier of evil and severed your connection from God and heaven. 
So that's like the Christian belief there. Of course, we all know that cats were worshipped by Egyptians. Also in India and China, they had a cat fertility goddess. Goddesses, actually, called Sash... I can't even pronounce it, so I'm not going to. It's uh, S-A-S-T-H-T. And then Li Chow, which is L-I and then C-H-O-U. Apparently also in Irish folklore, there is a big black cat named I-R-U-S-C-A-N, so Irisan. There's no way to know. Listen, Irish names baffle me. Like Sersha Ronan and uh, that lady from Outlander, her name looks like Katarina, but it's pronounced like Katrina and there's no T in it. I do not understand Irish words. Yo, my last name is Keo, which is Irish and it's K-E-O-U-G-H. Whenever people see that, they're like, Keog, Keho, Keo. <laughs> I'm like, it's Keo. Okay, it's Keo. Yeah. Okay, it's not, it's technically just cute, but it's Keo. Yeah, I get it. Like, come on, Kina guys. is also Irish Gaelic, but I get Kina a lot, so it's, yeah. I'm not going to lie, when I first <laughs> saw your name, I was like, Kina, Kina. Remember how like, we first started out? I was like, is it Kina? Is it Kina? I don't remember. <laughs> and I did the same with your last name. It's a line. <laughs> I'm telling you, Irish gets me. I don't, I, it's hard. You think being I don't get Irish. it, and it's my own culture. Mine too. Mine it. too. I just, I... <laughs> Maybe just not growing up there, you don't know the ways of their language. Exactly. Oh, my God. They're probably like, God damn it, you guys don't belong to us. I know. I'm way too Southern to be in a cool culture, I think. It's way too obvious. <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right. So let's see here. Uh, also, there is a Viking culture that worshipped Freya, the cat goddess of love and beauty. Oh, hell yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, let's see. There was also an English woman named Elizabeth Francis who was accused for witchcraft in 1556 in England. She, convet, uh, she, excuse me, she confessed to possessing the familiar, which was a white spotted cat named Satan. <laughs> so, that, so that didn't really help her case too much. Um, but she spelled it S-A-T-H-A-N. Oh. Uh, apparently it was given to her by her grandmother who taught her witchcraft at the age of 12. So again, um, didn't help your case uh according to elizabeth the cat spoke to her in strange in a strange and hollow voice and would do anything in exchange for a drop of blood Ooh. yeah probably another reason why like you know that how the cat superstition would come to be because you know the christians are like oh my god cats are the devil so but they're such sweet innocent well no my cat's not sweet <laughs> we pause about. a second he's hammering and it's really loud and i'm gonna try to close all the doors <laughs> No, you're good. I yeah, hear it. It's, it's fine. Very loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I closed all the doors and I added more blankets to my fort. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Yay! I heard I heard I was listening. I was just listening and I'm like, there's a bunch of noises happening. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, let's start. Is that a dog? Is that <laughs> Kina? Or is that a ghost? Of course, I have a logic I have a logical brain. Uh, so. You know, whenever we were looking for houses, that was a big concern of mine. Like, is that dust or is that an orb? So I was really afraid that this house was going to be haunted. <laughs> so oh far, so good. Cool. All right. So where were we? Drops of blood, cats, innocence, stuff like that. Yay. Cool. All right. So I'm going to wrap up the cat portion of this. All right. Just with a few quick cat superstitions that are just bonkers so other cat superstitions include one oh 
One white hair on a black cat apparently is good luck. Oh, so that counteracts all the other Satan-y stuff? I guess so. So if that's the case, then that means Manny is like, my cat Manny is full of good luck because he he's a black cat. However, he started getting white fur. He started turning white. Oh. So he's got like salt and pepper going on there. Yeah. Aww. He's a big, badass cat. <laughs> he's so awesome and so derpy. I love him. Apparently, kittens born in May have special powers. Ooh, well, that's good to know. Um, yep, black cats protect fishermen at sea. Uh, put a cat in an empty cradle of newlyweds, and a baby will arrive soon. Oh, no. If, <laughs> if a <laughs> Keep... Oh, my phone is ringing. <laughs> Why is Toronto, Canada calling me? Oh, Canada. I'm going to answer this. Okay, fine. I didn't want to talk to you anyway. Damn. Okay, <laughs> bitches. You're like, why is Canada calling me? Is it to tell me that I got accepted into the refuge program? Can I become a refugee? Oh, that's a dream, right? <laughs> so let's see here. Uh, before we were so rudely interrupted by my phone, which I need to put on silent. Uh, so, yeah, put a cat in an empty cradle of newlyweds and a baby will arrive soon. So if you don't want babies, keep that cat out of, out of a crate. Well, first and foremost, why would there be a crate? Well, if you were expecting the baby and wanted a baby. Yeah, I guess hmm. in that time, that was just kind of the, how yeah, things that makes went. Sense. The order of it. Yeah, the order of it. Uh, apparently, if a cat sneezes three times, someone's going to catch a cold. <laughs> Aw. So shit. Uh, rubbing a cat's tail on an eyelid will cure a sty. <laughs> That's funny. So, first of all, no, no, because rubbing a cat's tail on my eye will only result into like a very, very itchy eye. Mm-hmm. So, I want to know who the fuck came up with this. <laughs> it's like, huh, I have a sty on my eye. How am I going to get rid of this? Whiskers, come here. I need your tail. <laughs> Oh, God. I'll just rub your tail all over my eye. Who does that? I have no idea. Uh, Apparently, when a cat washes its ears a lot, it means it's going to rain. Or you just have to clean your cat's ears. Have you ever thought about that? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Having a cat in a theater is good luck. Huh. So, yeah. If you kill a black cat, that means you sacrifice your soul to the devil. That's probably one of the reasons why a lot of pet shops and everything like around like Friday the 13th or even on Halloween don't sell black cats because of this reason. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and apparently cats can suck the breath from a sleeping child. I've heard so that. Like a cat- yeah. I've heard of that too. And what's hilarious is that I remember a neighbor of mine when they had their baby, um, his mother freaked out because the cat was laying down with the baby in the crib. Mm-hmm. And the mother freaked out because, uh, well, his mother, so the kid's grandmother, freaked out and was like, oh, my God, the, the, the cat's going to suck the, the, suck the soul, for, like suck the breath away from the child. I'm like, what kind of nonsense is that? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah. It's crazy. Keep your black magic shit away from my kid. Right? <laughs> Cool. Oh, my gosh. All right. So we're going to dive into some number superstitions. Are you ready for Ooh, this? Oh, I am. Because 
I love number superstitions. So first of all, fear of number 13 is, do you know what it is? Have you heard of it? Oh, it has a name, doesn't it? Like a specific it does. name? It's a, it's a, it's a phobia. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what it is, but I've heard of it. It's, r- it's really long, like all the other phobias for some reason, because they just want to make your life a living hell when you try to pronounce <laughs> things. It's a uh, triskaidekaphobia. Trisk, T-R-I-S-K-A-I-D-E-K-A-P-H-O-B-I-A. Bless you. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Triskophobia. Uh, due to the fear of the number 13, the United States economy actually loses about a billion dollars in a business, like in businesses, every time Friday the 13th rolls around. Huh. So whenever there's a Friday the 13th, a lot of businesses tend to lose a lot of money because who the fuck wants to go outside and risk that shit? Man. God, that's another yep. one of those uh, Christian conspiracies. Friday the 13th, the Knights Templar, the murder of the Knights yes. Templar. Yeah, I did not know about that. Yeah, yeah the murder of the Knights Templars that was sanctioned by the uh, church and the Pope, uh, more specifically. Yeah, it happened on Friday the 13th, and then just kind of ever watch the Da Vinci Code? <laughs> it's Yo, actually true. Well, there we yeah. go. Very cool. You know what? I should have. I don't even know why I didn't look that up. Too. That's awesome. Thank That's you. That's fine. I'm cursed with Yay. knowledge of random historical shit. So I love knowledge of random historical <laughs> shit as well as just random things in the first place. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. That's why I was like rabbit hole. <laughs> uh, let's see. So eighty percent of buildings with more than thirteen floors generally skip the number altogether, going from floor twelve to fourteen to appease the suspicious people. Um. The start of the superstition may have started from the Norse myth. The 13th guest showed up to a party attended by 12 gods. One of the gods ended up dead and tremendous destruction followed. Also in Christian beliefs, Judas, who betrayed Jesus, was actually the 13th guest to make it to the Last Supper. Oh, that makes sense. So it's probably one of the reasons why 13 is unlucky. Uh, So there's then the number three. It's also known as the Holy Trinity in the Christian faith. Hinduism has its own Holy Trinity, and Islam has its three main holy sites. There are sayings that, you know, third time's a charm. However, three isn't all good. Some associate it with negative events, i.e. bad things happen in threes, or celebrities dying in yeah, threes. Yeah, I've heard that, because every time that happens, yeah. everybody's like, it's always threes, protect Betty White. <laughs> yep, yep. It's like when... um. It was uh, Michael Jackson, Farrah Fawcett. They both died on the same day. Then there was someone else that died, like, not too long after. And then it was the, um, but wait, there's more. Um, that guy, the Sham Wow guy oh, or yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then it was, like, him. And there, and everybody made a joke of, you know, buy three, get the last, get the fourth three. Oh, no. Type of thing. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's awful. Oh, man, that person's going to... But you're not wrong. Oh, <laughs> God. So apparently also some people say if something breaks in your house, you need to break two more minor things to prevent something larger and more expensive down the road to break. So I'm going to pass on that. Three, <laughs> that way you have three broken things. So I'm just sitting here like, shit, if I break something, what else can I break that's minor? Man, I break <laughs> so much shit, I'd have nothing left if I had to break two Right? More. Lighting three cigarettes also results in death. I'm sure you probably heard the reason as to why this is a thing. Um, cancer. For those that may not know. Huh? Cancer. <laughs> what? Cancer? You said cigarettes, right? <laughs> cigarettes. Lighting three cigarettes results in death. 
Um, it's because during the war, like in World War II or whatever, in the trenches, the time it took to light three uh, cigarettes in a single match was actually enough time for an enemy to lock onto your position and to, oh. you know, shoot you. Well, that's yeah, really That's why they say lighting. Yeah, so lighting, because it's enough time for the light and for them to catch the light and figure out where you are. So, huh. yeah. So then there's also the number 666. Ah, classic. And, oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm going to message you. Ooh, yes. This phobia, because you are going to be like, dear God in heaven. Is there a phobia of long phobia names? Because there should be one. I'm pretty sure that there is. <laughs> Whoa, I'm pretty sure that, that doesn't even look like a real word. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to try my best and it's going to suck. I'm excited for this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just butcher the shit out of it. The phobia attached to it is hexacosio, i.e. hexcon. Hexiconta hexaphobia. Good job. That's <laughs> I I think I think I somewhat whoever comes up with this I, shit no, is just like it's, they they know what they're doing. <laughs> it's gotta be a joke. I kinda wanna I kinda wanna like see if there's a thingy in here on Google where I can just put that in here and have it say it. <laughs> Yeah, that's a wild one. Oh, no, because it's going to be like, hey, I need you to do this. And I'm like, no, but I need you to continue recording and not take away my mic for anything else. So, JK. All right. Well, I will figure that out later, but I think I got it. Anyway. Ooh, ooh, hold on. I think I got it. I can do it on my phone. You think you got it? Oh, my God. I didn't even think of that. Uh, 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 hurry, Google machine. Hurry. You can, you can do it. You can do it. Okay. Which one's going to work? Pronounce. Uh, Here we go. Yeah. That's not real. Come on. <laughs> Who sure. knew that? Say one more time. Okay. Uh, your phone. Your, your phone is possessed. <laughs> um, dump it in holy water. <laughs> oh, this is a cartoon. That's. Are they acting out this phobia? I think they are. Oh, you should Jesus. give it a Google. This is funny. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. So in the book of Revelation, it's viewed as the number of the beast or the devil's number. If you guys don't know that by now, then I don't, I don't, I don't know where you've all been. Um, and the eastern side of the world in China, apparently 666 is a very lucky number. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. All right. So now we're going to do a couple of quick little ditties and then... I promise you'll be done listening to my voice. <laughs> um, so whistling indoors invites evil. In Lithuania, whistling indoors is forbidden because it could summon demons. Don't cheers with water, because if you do, you're wishing death upon the people you're drinking with. This stems from Greek mythology, apparently. Oh. I was going to go into the rabbit hole of that, and I realized that I would. this would take forever. <laughs> so... Um, okay, I have a question for you, and I'm going to do this right now, too. Um, well, you're not sitting in your bed, but I am, and I'm curious. So, oh, f fuck. <laughs> so, don't sleep with your head to the north. In Japan, it's bad luck because this is how the dead are laid to rest. 
and I have my compass out on my phone, and I am literally with my... And so when I sleep, I literally have my head due north. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh. <laughs> um, apparently, you can't also sleep with your head to the west, because in Africa, that's how the dead are at least laid to, wet, uh, laid to rest there. So apparently, you can only sleep south to east. Oh, well. Like south or east. Yeah. So. We, uh, my head was facing west. Yeah. So... It's still screwed. Okay, so we're both screwed. Yeah. Got it. Awesome. Okay. Good to know. Hear <laughs> yeah. So since you have dogs, you're going to love this one. Ooh, puppies. So apparently stepping in dog poop in France is good luck if you step in it with your left foot. But if you step in it on your right, you're fucked. <laughs> so specific. <laughs> so I, I saw that and I was just like, yeah, you're uh, – I literally, I, I read this and I'm like, oh my God. Like, and they're like, yeah, and if you step in it in your right foot, then you're going to have bad luck. And I'm like, cool, I'm translating that to you're fucked. Because yeah, that's right, you're fucked. Oh. You're, just, you're just fucked. <laughs> uh, bird poop, apparently, and apparently in Russia, if a bird takes a shit on you or something that you own, it's supposed to bring you good wealth. So there's a fun story about this. On Monday, I was sitting in my car at like in front of my doctor's office and I had the window down. It was like in the morning. I was waiting for the doctor's office to open. I was watching Family Guy <laughs> and all of a sudden I hear a splash, like a splash splatter on pavement. I'm like, what the fuck? And I look over and I just see a whole bunch of white. I'm like, uh, oh, a whole like a literal flock of birds just flew shit, <laughs> like literally flew and shit at the same time <laughs> and it landed on the pavement and it got on my car Aww. and I'm so I'm like and I came across this and I'm like does that mean I'm gonna get like extremely rich soon because god knows I need the money <laughs> yes that's funny we were at the river walk in San Antonio on Sunday and we like to get a giant beer because you can get these leader beers at this place on the oh, river walk and you can walk around so we grabbed a beer and we went and sat down and we're under a tree and Zeke was like what was that is that raining and then he looked down and he's like oh my god it's shit on me oh no <laughs> it was a very small speck but i thought it was funny and he was like well they missed the beer we're good <laughs> like okay that's that's a good thing i i've been shat on twice in my life <laughs> uh, i'm all, all for it if so. we're gonna get rich soon exactly right um, another little thing, uh, knitting in winter. So if you don't, if you live in Iceland and you don't want winter to, you know, linger around, then you need to stop knitting outside on your porch. Cause if you knit outside on your porch, you're just going to keep winter from ending. You're just going to prolong it. Well, it's so. super cold there. So why would you want to be yeah. outside? <laughs> exactly. I was thinking that too. I'm like, but, uh, uh, uh. How did that start? Also, um, do you have a yo-yo? Or do you own a yo-yo? No, I do not. I always sucked at it. That's okay. Me too. <laughs> um, but apparently, if you do, guys, just FYI, for all the listeners out there, if you have a yo-yo, don't play with it. Because apparently you're going to cause a drought if you live in Syria. Oh, no. In 1933, <laughs> Syria banned yo-yos for fear that it'd cause a drought. That is... So specific. Of all things. Right? Of all the things. Yeah, they yeah. literally banned. They banned yo-yos. What does a slinky do then? <laughs> <I'll>... Fucking tornado. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 
God. Oh, so we all know about the walking under the ladders thing, how that's a very common superstition. Uh, an obvious reason why you wouldn't want to, want to walk under a ladder is for safety reasons, but this superstition started in medieval times when it symbolized the gallows where people were hanged soon. Or excuse me, when people were hanged. Um, they actually forced prisoners to walk under the ladder on their way to death. So that's one of the reasons like, why there's that superstition, because it's like, oh, if you're going to walk under the ladder, it's like, almost like as if you're walking to your death type of deal. Oh, um, that's dark. Apparent, yeah, right? Also, some say about 5,000 years ago in ancient Egypt, a ladder leaning against a wall formed a triangle, which they regarded as sacred. Um, and to pass through the triangle was to desecrate them because a lot of their triangles, you know, I guess were, uh, it was a sacred form. Yeah. So you would know a lot about that cause you did the whole, you've done Egyptian stuff. Yes. I before. am a, I'm kind of obsessed. So yep. true story. I was seven years old and most people are like playing outside and, like being social and no, I was at home trying to teach myself how to write in hieroglyphics and collecting like replicas of Egyptian artifacts facts. So this has always I, been me. <laughs> it's <just> very, <laughs> yeah. I, when I was in sixth grade, I actually became obsessed with like the Egyptian culture as well. Mm. And I always found the mummification process to be so fascinating. Oh yeah. And I was just like, oh my gosh, and they did this and this and this. And some of my teachers were actually a little bit worried about my <laughs> love of how mummification started. So God. don't worry, guys. I'm, I'm a perfectly well-adjusted human being, kind of. So we're all good. Don't worry. Yeah. I haven't mummified anybody. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, that's uh, – so apparently that's one of the reasons why. Uh, let's see here. I'm actually going to skip that one. Let's see. Oh, Jinx. You know how, like, a lot of people say, Jinx, you owe me a Coke, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently in Italy, if you say the same thing at the same time as your friend, you'll never get married. <laughs> that literally just went from A to Z. It like, did. Uh, and to undo it, you actually have to touch your nose. So apparently if you say, if you jinx with somebody, you have to touch your nose to undo it, to undo the jinx. Okay. And then you'll be able to get married. Oh, so, man. Yay. I mean, we've both locked our shit down. Are we good? Or do we got to like touch our nose to prevent divorce? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not married right now. Um, I'm divorced actually. So... <laughs> <laughs> We're Kyle and I are probably gonna we're gonna get married sometime like next year, but uh, it's all the <laughs> oh, same <God>. to me, <laughs> right? Uh, Ours so was we just all the piece of paper so that I could get military benefits. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's uh, that's almost kind of where we're heading in some ways too. So, um, let's see here. Uh, breaking a mirror. Uh, we all know that it can equal seven uh, seven years of bad luck. Uh, the Romans actually started this superstition because they believed it would take seven years for life to renew itself. If the person was sick or not even or not very healthy, their image would break the mirror oh. and would go on for seven years until they were renewed by being physically rejuvenated or the curse would end. Like, how bad would it be if you, like, felt like shit and you went and looked at the mirror and the mirror was like, yeah, you look like shit, break. That would be <laughs> devastating. <laughs> I would be like, God damn it. Oh, my um, God. 
There is actually another claim, and this kind of makes sense. Another claim is that mirrors weren't cheap, so to avoid negligence, they actually told people that it, if it would be bad luck to break a mirror to save some money. Okay, that makes more sense to me. <laughs> that makes it, that does make a lot more sense. So here's where it gets crazier. If you break a mirror and you want to remove the curse, here's what you can do. You can do what the Romans do and take all the pieces of the mirror and bury it in the moonlight. Or you can throw them into running water. Or you can even pound the mirror into pieces, like tiny, tiny little pieces, so that none of them can reflect ever again. That all so, seems like a lot of manual labor. <laughs> so, and, and, and so here's another thing, too. So some other remedies include lighting seven white candles on the first night the mirror was broken and then blowing them out at midnight with one breath, while another is touching a tombstone with a broken piece of mirror to avoid bad luck. So, yes, no, F that. That's all work. Huh. So, yeah, no, no, not doing that. Not doing that. Did not know that. Uh, yeah, so. Uh, okay, I promise, everybody, I'm almost done, and then you can listen to Kina. I promise. Oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I always get, like, self-conscious. It's like, oh, my God, I've been talking for so long, and. <laughs> I do the same thing, especially in my asylum episode. I felt like I talked for, like, 20 hours, <laughs> It's like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's like, oh my God, why are you still talking? Oh I don't, I don't get it. You guys signed up for this, okay? When you hit play, you signed up for this, okay? You're stuck with us. Uh, I saw. I, I mean, please don't, don't. <laughs> I saw a superstition. I did, um, spoiler alert, our episode that comes out on Sunday, we did, I did Victorian funeral customs. And there was a thing about if somebody died, you had to cover the mirror immediately to avoid bad luck, but also so that their spirit didn't like possess you. Oh, yeah. wow. Was, That's really cool. Yeah, so they covered it with black drapes. And they also stopped yeah. all the clocks, too, because that would also give you bad luck if you let the clocks go. Oh, shit. Well, yeah. that's self next time. Uh, next time? What? Yeah, it reminded <laughs> me of that Bella Lugosi mirror, which you should cover someday because it's creepy as fuck. But it's supposedly possessed with his spirit because, like, there was a murder or something and they didn't cover the mirror. So they're all trapped in it. Oh, it's really creepy. Oh, man, that is insane. Oh, mirrors, That's man. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> mirrors freaked me out in the first place, okay? I remember one time, um, a long time ago, I was laying in bed and my cat, Runty, we had, um, it was our bed, and then right across directly from our bed, we had our dresser where it had a mirror on it. And my cat, Runty, was sitting at the end of the bed and just staring into the mirror. Nope. And it was dark outside. Nope. I'm like, don't like that. Nope. Fuck. Yeah, I always Renty, please like stop. that's the thing in scary movies that always gets me. It's when they're staring in the mirror and they look down to like brush their teeth or spit or something, and then you see something standing in the mirror looking at them, and then they turn around and nothing's there. I'm like, oh my god. No. And it's even worse, like the like the typical medicine cabinet scene. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They sit there, they open the medicine cabinet, and the music's all like, oh no, what's gonna happen? Mm, nope. Can't, and all nope. of a sudden it's like they close the mirror and it's either something's there or it's like it's the it's the you know the violins that go and Ugh, uh, yeah. nope. or nothing's there and you're literally having a panic attack over nothing. I honestly feel like if I saw something in the mirror that wasn't there, I would just burn my house down. <laughs> just just nope Yo, the fuck out of there. <laughs> oh my god, that totally reminds me of like this is why mirrors freak me out. Another reason why is uh, a long time ago when I lived in Maine, um, like around three o'clock in the morning. Of course, three o'clock in the morning, I woke up just out of nowhere, just woke up and, I'm, and we had a uh, full length mirror on the, on the back end of our door and I was looking at it 
And I shit you not, it looked like there was like smoke or like some kind of like velvety type cloth that was kind of like going like oh, this, no, like no, no, waving. No, no. It was in the mirror, no. in the mirror. And I'm sitting there and I'm just looking at this and it, it seriously, like there, you couldn't see any reflection. You couldn't see anything, just this. And I'm like, the fuck? And so I looked around the room because my because I was like, okay, well, I'm going to try to debunk this and see mm-hmm. what's going on. And there was nothing, nothing that could be causing this. There was like, because we had our, it was our bed. Mm-hmm. It was the wall with the window and our like, door over here. And like the blinds were shut. So there was nothing, no light, no nothing coming in to even like our trees or anything. There was nothing that could have been causing this. So I'm sitting there and I'm watching this thing like, huh. And it's just going up and up and up, and it just fades away. And I'm just like, that was fucked up. <laughs> and then I tried to go back to sleep because, like, as I'm watching this, I, like, I didn't feel anything. There was nothing that was wrong. Like, I didn't feel evil or I didn't feel like there was anything bad. It was just like, huh, that's pretty cool and pretty interesting. You know, not like, a, oh, my God. And then – um, I, f- I tried to fall asleep, and literally 30 seconds after that, my brain was like, Erica, do you know what you just saw? <laughs> and I was like, ah! <laughs> I tried to, my boyfriend at the time, I was like, Jeff, wake up, I saw a ghost. And he's like, no, you didn't. I'm like, I swear to God, I did. <laughs> and the thing is, this was actually not too long. This was maybe like two or three days after the funeral of my professor mm-hmm. who passed away. And what's crazy is that I'm pretty sure that may have been him. He was a chain smoker. So God knows maybe it was that. I don't know. Um, But there was that. And then like, I remember the night before he, the night that he died, I actually had like a massive panic attack. Oh, wow. Like I had no idea why. And I was just like, what the fuck? But yeah, no, that mirror thing. That's why mirrors freak me out. Because I always, I'm afraid I'm going to see something and I don't like it at all. So mirrors in nighttime, I don't look. Like unless there's a light on, I don't look in the mirror. Yeah. I can't, so. Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. Because I would break it, and then I would bury all the pieces in midnight. <laughs> or in the, in the moonlight. <laughs> Have you ever watched Nickelodeon? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. My childhood. So, right? Um, do you remember, and I think I might be showing my age on this one, um, but do you remember a time where they did, like, Rabbit Rabbit? At the beginning of the month, it's like, oh, it's beginning of the month, rabbit, rabbit. You got it. It's like got to be the first thing that you say on the first day of the month. This is the nineties. Rabbit, rabbit. It's fa- vaguely familiar, but it was in the nineties. I was a nineties yeah. kid as well. But what I, year were you born? Eighty four. Okay, I was eighty two. So you got okay. So you got you got two yeah. years. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it was in the nineties. Yeah. It was in the 90s. It's just, it's just my co-host that's a baby. She's like, oh my God. she did a story and she's like, 1987. And she's like, who is alive then? I was like, me. I was alive. Oh my God. <laughs> I was alive then. God damn it. I was like six years old. Oh my God. Nickelodeon had this thing where they would be like at the start of the month, be like, oh, it's the beginning of the month, rabbit, rabbit. And um, apparently that superstition actually started around 1909. Oh, wow. And I was like, I was like zapped back to my childhood. I was like, I literally thought it was just fun. This fun, silly Nickelodeon thing that they were doing. Just like this made up like, oh, rabbit, rabbit, first of the month. 
but no, the actual origin, the actual origin, it, it was set about 1909, but the actual real origin isn't really known. Um, mm -hmm. But it was recorded in a book called Notes and Queries that said children had a habit of saying rabbit, rabbit at the start of the month. Um, there's a quote from the book that says, and I quote, my two daughters are in the habit of saying rabbits on the first day of each month. The word must be spoken aloud and be the first word said in the month. It brings luck for that month. Other children, I find, use the same formula, end quote. Um, apparently because people find rabbits to be extremely lucky, you know, especially with the rabbit's foot. Um, mm -hmm. And another thing with the rabbit's foot, apparently if it's going to be a rabbit's foot, it has to be one of the rear legs. I guess like the oh. rear right leg or something, right foot or something like that. Yeah. It's said that his daughter believed that the outcome would be a present and that the word must be spoken up a chimney to be most effective. So like <laughs> Santa or something, you know? Um, another pointed out that the word rabbit was often used in expletives and suggested that the superstition may be a survival of the ancient belief in swearing as it means as a means of avoiding evil. Uh, people continue to express curiosity about the origins of the supernational uh, superstition. I'm sorry, and draw upon it for inspiration in making calendars. Um, it's uh, also suggestive of the labors of the months, thus linking the rabbit rabbit superstition to seasonal fertility. So I was like, okay, oh. wow, Nickelodeon, you were, you were deep there. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Like Easter, the. Eastra and all that the rabbit was the fertility symbols yep so uh okay so moving away from that uh walking into rooms apparently do not walk into a room with your left foot when you are in spain because that will bring you bad luck so make sure you always enter or leave with your right and we all know about the whole don't open umbrellas indoors so i wanted mm -hmm. i wanted to know where that came from um yeah so apparently in a um, in a book called in extraordinary in extraordinary origins of everyday things um, by someone by the name of Harper in 1989, or I don't know what Harper, uh, the scientist and author Charles P A N A T I Panati. That sounds right. Sure, where uh, wrote and I quote. In 18th century London, when metal-spoked waterproof umbrellas began to become a common rainy day sight, their stiff, clumsy spring mechanisms made them a hazard to open indoors. A rigidly spoked uh, umbrella opening, opening suddenly in a small room could seriously injure an adult or child or shatter a fragile object. Even a minor accident could provoke unpleasant words or a minor quarrel. Thus, the superstition arose as a deterrent to opening an umbrella indoors. Huh. So basically, That's it's like, fun. it's not just bad luck. It's the fact that you could potentially poke an eye out. So. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> poke your eye out, kid. <laughs> uh. Uh, all right, we're winding down. So knocking on wood. So we all know the whole knocking on wood to prevent bad luck or disappointment. Oh, yeah, I do that one. Yep. I do that too. I don't know why I do that, but I do it. Well, there is a legitimate reason. And well, I mean, I think it's legitimate because, of course, it's our culture. And it mm -hmm. started with our culture. Uh, well, with our, you know, people way in Ireland. Um, that 
They believed that mischievous pixie spirit gods lived in the trees and wood, and if you were talking about something you were looking forward to, you'd knock on the woods so they wouldn't hear what you were talking about, so they would go out of their way to mess up your plans. So, oh, cool. So if you're sitting here like, oh my gosh, I hope it doesn't rain tomorrow because I got X, Y, and Z, you would actually have to, while you're saying it, you have to knock on the wood. So that way the pixies or the spirits or whatever can't hear what you're saying, so that way they don't go oh. and mess it up. Yes. Man, the more you know. Right? Rainbow. Do, 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 do. <laughs> uh, however, they also believe that knocking on tree trunks may have served to rouse the spirits and call on their protection. Um, but it could also have been a way of showing gratitude for a stroke of good luck. So, yeah. Cool. One last one. Saying God bless you after you sneeze. This started in the 6th century BC because an illness started to spread through Italy, and the first symptom was severe and chronic sneezing, and then quickly followed by death. Oh, no. So that means when my allergies attack me and I have severe and chronic sneezing, I guess I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> but Pope Gregory had urged his people to pray for the sick by saying things like, may you enjoy good health every time someone sneezed. But it was quick re quickly replaced by, God bless you, since it was shorter. So if someone sneezed alone, the Pope suggested to say, God help me. So if, <laughs> so if you're alone and you sneeze, just scream out, God help me. Oh, I'm doing that 1,000% from now on. Do it. Just do it. Ezekiel be like. Instead of bless me, that is the new thing. Just God help me. God help me. <laughs> oh, my God. That means I'm going to be saying it like 20 times a day when my allergies attack. They'll be like, God help me. Duh, God help me. Shit. God, Ugh. listen, I just moved to the San Antonio area, and when I got here, I got deathly ill, and I couldn't figure out what the fuck was going on. So I went to the doctor, and they're like, you're not from here, are you? And I'm like, I'm not fucking from here. It doesn't matter. What's wrong with me? And they're just like, oh, allergies. This is literally the worst allergies in the entire country. It's apparently the ragweed pollen mold capital of the whole U.S. Oh, hooray. Huh. Oh, great. And then the other day I went, um, I take prescription Zyrtec at this point to oh, not shit. die. I never had allergies in Arkansas. And then I went to the doctor because I thought I was getting sick and I'm having surgery in a couple of days, so I can't be sick. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's ragweed. Have you have you never been around ragweed? I'm like, well, I guess I haven't. I'm just like, Or not as what much of it to cause this Jesus. much of an issue. Allergies? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, when the, dying. I used to have like major issues when I was in Connecticut. And then when I came down here... To Florida, it actually wasn't that bad, surprisingly. Mm -hmm. So, but there's a few times, like a few times a year, where I'm like, Oop, that's it, I'm dead. But it really doesn't last as long, and it's not as bad as it used to be up in Connecticut, which is weird. Yeah. So, it's crazy. It's 24 7. It never goes away here because nothing ever dies. <laughs> it just, it just continues <laughs> living. <laughs> there's no winter. There's it, nothing. And then they are like, "Oh, if it rains, then you're gonna have high mold spores, and then yep. that'll make you sick too." I'm like, "Because oh. <sighs> we get like the tail end of hurricanes too." Yep. So I'm like, well, "What the actual fuck is happening?" Yep. Just I love it here. Don't get me wrong. Fucking love Texas. Tacos are phenomenal, but the allergies, I cannot, <laughs> I cannot handle them. Come for the tacos. Do not stay for the allergies. <laughs> oh, God. And it's funny because you'll just, people just stock up at like HEB, which is like the Texas grocery store, but you'll just see people piling in just like Allegra and just everything. And you know, it's about to hit. 
Oh my! And everybody God. around here is just like, "Oh, you're not from here. We can tell." I'm just like, stop. <laughs> As your like face is swollen and you yeah. got like snot dripping out your nose, you're like, "No, yeah. I'm not." <laughs> the other day we were both sneezing so much, and I was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> just like six times in a row and then he would sneeze and I'm like this has never happened before I don't know oh my god you oh just need to go yeah. to an allergist and get like allergy shots and stuff and oh I know yeah that's, that's my it. plan yeah yeah because I'm also on an immune suppressant because I have an autoimmune disease oh, so it's yep, making my are... allergy stuff not work <laughs> I'm like, I oh allergies. no yeah so oh, get some shots. double whammy <sighs> Yeah, I know. I have to get that steroid shot in the ass. It's a good time. Oh, hooray. Feel good for like two days. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm totally going to be like, God help me. <laughs> yes. It also seems more like fitting. At it, this it does. <laughs> it totally does. Because it's like, I'm not going to sit here and like say, excuse me or bless me because I'm sitting here and be like, oh, God help me because seriously, God help me. <laughs> No, literally, yes. God, help me, please. <laughs> like, I can't do this anymore. 1,000%. This is forever now. <laughs> it is a part of me. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, Ooh. So what you got in store for me? I am so excited. Oh, man. So speaking of South Texas, when I moved here, we kind of looked around for places to live, and I ended up in a town called Seguin. And there is a haunted hotel here that is... Some people say the most haunted hotel in Texas, and that's really? saying a lot because the Manger is here, the Emily Morgan, those yeah. are all fucking super haunted. But a lot of people swear that this one is more haunted. So it, it's so and, it's, it's the bee's knees, huh? God, it's really cool, and I stalk it a lot because I, you know, oh, you live it's next, close. You live near it, don't you? Yeah. Well, I heard about it, and then I was like, well, shit, I live in this town. I got to go see it. And then I drive by a lot. And I look in the windows for ghosts. I have yet to see one. But Aww. one of these days, it is going to happen. That's awesome. All right. Give me two seconds. I'm going to readjust because my leg is like, hey, guess what, Erica? I need circulation. I'm like, <laughs> okay. I will how give dare you, cir- you. I would. Leg. I know. How dare I cut off blood to my foot? Because we're in our 30s. Because <laughs> I'm getting old. God, this is my life now. Anyway, so this hotel. <laughs> yes, this hotel and the ghosts. The Magnolia. Ooh. Yay. So Seguin was founded 16 months after the Texas Revolution began. So it's one of the earliest cities in Texas, which, side note, when we moved here, I've noticed every town, every store is like the oldest something in Texas. They can't all be the oldest in Texas, but yeah. God help them. There are billboards <laughs> everywhere saying that they are. So I found it funny that Seguin's like one of the top three oldest cities in Texas. I'm like, oh, okay, Seguin. <laughs> and also like our water tower, it's like Seguin, it's real. That's the, that's it. That's Seguin, the motto. it's, it's real. real. <laughs> but it's like real America. And I'm like, oh God. Oh, I was like, what, what, what's yeah. real? That it's the word or like the town? It's like, no, no, it's, it's legit a real town. I promise you it's there on the map right there. Oh, oh my God. So it's actually named after Juan Seguin, who was a Tejano Texan freedom fighter and an early supporter of the Republic of Texas. So he's a big damn deal. Okay. And 
side note, another side note about Seguin. It's actually the home of the world's largest pecan. Oh, okay. Just a little fun fact there. It's five feet long, two and a half feet wide, and it weighs a thousand pounds. Oh my God. I think I remember you talking about that one time. (laughs) (laughs) I think I saw a picture. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, my in-laws came down. We just put a baby on it. (laughs) It's fun. Oh my God. (laughs) That's the thing that happens here. So in the 1840s, Seguin co-founder, and he was also a Texas Ranger named James Campbell, built a two-room long cabin near what is now downtown Seguin, which is where the pecan is at. Okay. I made a connection there. There you go. Perfect. (laughs) Totally makes sense. So the things take a kind of drastic turn when Campbell was captured by the Comanches. He was scalped alive, stripped, and then stabbed 27 times. Oh. Yeah. Scalping is not fun. Oh, excessive and also horrifying. That's, ooh. Oh, my God. The cabin was then sold to Joseph F. Johnson, who turned the cabin into Seguin's first and only stagecoach station. Okay. So, after that, they added a three-bedroom building made out of Limecrete in the back, turning it into Seguin's first hotel, which is cool. Limecrete. If you want to hear this, I did this as our second episode of Historical AF, yep. and I did a lot more history, so I went into the whole Limecrete thing, but it's really a localized form of concrete that they made the entire building out of, and there's okay. only like 100 in the country, and there's 20 in Seguin, and Magnolia is the oldest, so okay, historically significant. Okay, but cool. I do these things called historical detours, and that was one of them. So. And they are the best. <laughs> <laughs> I love historical detours. <laughs> God, because I just can't focus. I'm like, ah, oh, there's so much to learn. Okay. <laughs> Very ADD. So in 1846, the hotel was sold again to a wealthy guy named Jeremiah Calvert, who was the chief justice of Seguin. He performed a lot of weddings around here, including his own daughter, to a famous Texas ranger named John Coffee Jack Hayes. Okay. What a name, right? That, that's this is like name. <laughs> so Texan. <laughs> oh, he was the captain of the Texas Rangers and a military officer during the Republic of Texas. So another big damn deal. That is. Around this time, slaves dug out the basement as a shelter from the Indian raids. Women, women and children would lock themselves in the dark, low-ceilinged room where the men rode out to engage the Comanches. The current owners actually say they uncover regularly, like, shards of pottery dishes and pieces of sulfur, which they're assuming they used to make bullets. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. The room later became Seguin's jail, and what's left of the bars on the windows and latches are still actually visible when you go there. That, so, like, does that mean that if you get a hotel room, you could potentially have a hotel room with jail bars? Question well, mark? this is the it was it's a basement basically. Oh, so, yeah. I see, I see what you're saying. Okay, okay, okay. It okay. was started out as an Indian raid shelter and then yeah. turned into a jail. I so got you. you can still see like if you go there because I stalk it a lot. I'm not even kidding about that. <laughs> I you can see like little slats where you can see out, and it was like a peak hole, so you could see if they're still out there to like protect yourself. And now there's bars and stuff. Oh my but. god, I bet the people that work there are probably like, who is this lady? outside she's like always creeping around what is should we invite her in like should we like should 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 we ask her if she's okay is she lost (laughs) yeah we'll also get to why that's problematic because it's not technically open so it's probably even more trespassing (laughs) it's fine i was like live streaming on the podcast like 
you know, Instagram live. I'm like, I'm here. Look for ghosts, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm just like, they're in there being like, what the hell's wrong with her? She's here again. Jesus <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So four years later, Calvert sold the hotel to a dentist named William Reed. And he wrote it, or wrote it, ran it until 1860. He added an interior section and combined the buildings to make the largest hotel in Seguin, and it remained the largest until the mid 1900s. Huh. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. I was unable to confirm or deny whether or not he did dentist work there, because tor- like dentistry in the 1800s was literally torture. So I assume that alone could create some ghosts. Uh. Yeah. You know. yeah. 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 That shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and didn't like didn't like a lot of dentists too also like tend to perform like surgeries as well or like do oh yeah they yeah, just, like, like rip shit out yeah they're just like oh, no fuck this you don't need that you know it's like what <laughs> like, yeah they have like contraptions that look almost like a nutcracker but it would latch onto the tooth uh, and then when they squeezed it uh, it would just rip it out uh, yeah <laughs> no me gusta <laughs> do not like. <laughs> Yeah, at the Alamo here, they have uh, living history actors, and they have a medicine man, and he has a little tooth pulling thing, so he'll be, like, scaring children. It's really Oh, fun. my God. Yes, let's scar the children <laughs> away from dentists, because the next time Chad goes to dentist, that's the first thing that they're going to see, and they're going to start screaming in terror, and everybody in the waiting room is going to be like, what the hell is going on back there? Should we call the cops? And it's like, no, it's just my child getting a tooth pulled. It's fine. I promise. Yo. God. And then another little fun fact I found that I didn't have before when I did this story is that Ulysses S. Grant actually stopped there while he was doing a tour of reconstruction in the South, and he stayed at the hotel as a guest. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Later, it was sold to Colonel Thomas Dickey Johnston. All these people have three names. (laughs) It's very official. And his wife, Catherine, and they ran it until 1900 as a overnight stop for stagecoaches. Okay. So we're going to fast forward to about 1930, and then the Lanham family bought it and turn it, turned the second story into an apartment complex, and then it all just went to shit from there. Oh, no. Uh, if I could paint you a picture, it would be a dumpster fire. So everything <laughs> just blew up. It went into just disrepair. Oh. By the late 1990s, it was abandoned. It was falling apart. And in 2012, it was placed on the Texas most endangered list of historic places. Oh, shit. So enter 2013, Erin Getty and her husband Jim. They decided to buy this shit. She's a historian. She's like, we're going to restore it to its former glory. So cool. they saved it. Yay! So they're in the Yay. process of restoring it right now? Or is it, is it restoring of like how's, what's the process on it right now? It, I think I go into it later. Yeah, okay. we'll get to it. Okay, okay, <laughs> like, okay. Can I add that? Sorry. I did add that. Okay, okay. okay. So, I'm getting ahead. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. So this is a quote from the Express News here in San Antonio, but it says, the first time she and her husband Jim walked into the Magnolia Hotel, she sensed an energy cursing through the air that Ooh. the couple chalked it up to glee over buying this inn. And at the time, it was a rundown building mm. filled with trash. But they saw history in Seguin. So later, after signing the closing papers for the property, they returned to celebrate. They bought a bottle of champagne, they poured a glass, and they said at that moment, all the doors in the building slammed shut and an ice-cold breeze blew between them. And she says, I think it's haunted. (laughs) 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 And that's a quote. (laughs) That's like so matter-of-fact. Like you're just sitting there like, 
all the doors shut. You're just sitting there with a glass of wine, like, or champagne, like, oh, okay. I guess this is haunted. All right. <laughs> My reaction would be like, holy fucking shit, this is haunted. Yeah, I'd probably drop my glass too out of fear. <laughs> Me too. But, but she has said in a lot of interviews because we'll get to why this yes. has been in every newspaper ever. But she's done a lot of interviews, and she said even since she was a little girl, she's had that sixth sense that she's okay. always had. Her whole family has this like psychic ability and stuff. So probably yeah. at this point, she's just like, oh, okay, yeah, like, <laughs> like, this is normal. Thing. Yeah, normal. yeah, you know. She said that the restoration of the building caused it to explode with paranormal activity, and this led to the loss of all their contractors. <laughs> that's that's not a surprise because when you yeah. start like that's a thing you start reconstruction or renovating, it just mm -hmm. shakes things up. And sometimes if you're like switching up things, then the ghosts are mm -hmm. like, "Wait, but that door was here, and there was a wall here." What? Because there are some mm -hmm. ghosts that are intelligent that are like. Why are things changing? So yeah. yeah, that would make that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. They said the restoration came to a halt, but they're badasses, so they refused to let the spirits, you know, stop their progress. So they yeah. figured out how to coexist. They, okay. her being kind of a medium, she came in contact with other mediums, and then they're like, "We're gonna figure this shit out." She said, with the assistance of a well-known Texas psychic and her own abilities to communicate with the spirits. They, and it says, along with her powers of historical research. Uh, <laughs> dun, dun, yeah, dun. historians. <laughs> you just picture her right now, like, you know, fists on her, like, on her hips. And, like, <laughs> just, like, a, uh, a cape blowing in the background with the letter H yes. on the back of it. Like, dun, dun, dun. Like, super historian, <laughs> psychic lady. <laughs> yeah, she's literally living my dream. She worked as a museum curator for a long time. She's retired, and then they bought this historic building, and they're going to restore it, you know? Because, you know, in school, they teach you things about restoring and yeah. the things you need to do, and there's a lot of complicated things behind it. But I'm like, that is my dream. Kina. Oh, and it's like, bonus points if it's haunted. Kina, Just. this sounds mm -hmm. like she needs to be your new best friend, and it sounds like I you know. need to knock on this door and be like, May I have a job with you? <laughs> yeah. Please hire me. <laughs> yeah. Don't threaten me with a good time. I'm going to email her this podcast and be like, I've talked about you twice. Oh, my God. Do it. <laughs> do it. No shame. Do it. <laughs> so she said that with all this research, they identified 13 unique spirits. Oh, okay. So, and their kind of idea is like, we'll identify you. We will acknowledge you. And yeah. then we will work with you to finish it. So. Among them is a spirit they call the cowboy who rode in on a stagecoach from San Antonio. And then he shot himself in the head uh, just as he arrived at the hotel. So, that's, uh, yeah, well, that's sad. Like, but why? That escalated. <laughs> escalated real quick. Yeah. Well, it's really cool because uh, I'll give you more information at the end, but she yeah. does post a lot of things that she finds. So all the newspaper articles, you okay. can read them. Oh, so there yeah. is a lot of things that match this. So they're matching the spirit that they're hearing from, but they're matching it from historical documents, which is why I find this place so fucking cool. That is amazing. You need to send me links. <laughs> yes. They are backing shit up, and your girl loves good sources. So, yeah, I'm just obsessed with this place. That's fantastic. The next one is a little African-American boy named, they call him Little John, and he enjoys tossing pebbles at unsuspecting guests near the back door. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sweet 
Good angel baby. <laughs> yeah. And they actually have a photograph that captured him in a large mirror in the room where he likes to hang out. And that's really? on their Facebook page. Yes. Oh, that's so cool. so cool. Oh, my gosh. I need to take a look at this really quick. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Magnolia Hotel, Seguin. Yeah, they have a really cool face. She posts every type of sighting ever. So, so it's hotel what? It's, uh, uh, Magnolia. Magnolia Hotel. Oh, Magnolia Hotel. Okay. Magnolia Hotel. Seguin. Here we go. Mm-hmm. It looks like Sequin. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Kina. They have a free open house on October 26th, 9.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. If I can walk, I will be there. Because <laughs> I'm going to have a boot on, but I think I can do it. Girl, so girl, just like, <gasps> just like, grab a wheelchair. Just, you have to go. <laughs> You have to go yes, somehow. Drag your ass there. Well, they do them. They do them pretty regularly. Do like they? Every few months, so okay. there'll be more opportunities. There was one on the Fourth of July, but it was so packed we couldn't even get over there because oh they my have a. God. It's like the world's largest small town parade, or I don't know, something like that. Scene, oh lord! But too many people. All right. So photos. What the fuck is that? <laughs> I see a hand and I see a mirror. Yes. Oh! And she recreates it to debunk it too. Yeah. So oh, the actual human hand is her being like, this showing is my actual hand. And, Wait, yeah. is that through a window or is that a mirror? I think it's a mirror. Ah! <laughs> oh, there's more rooms. So there's a, every room has like a token spirit in residence. So there's the gentleman's smoke room where Campbell, the original owner, the ranger, uh-huh. likes to hang out. Um, you can hear his boots walking across the floor. And then there's usually a smell of cigar smoke and the rocking of his rocking chair, huh. which is where he would hang out. So this hotel, the main two-bedroom log cabin, that area is still there. They just built onto it. So the original building that he built is still part of the original structure. Okay, that's so. cool. Yeah, this place is so cool. Shadow figures have been caught on camera, and they are on the website and also on Facebook. There's a ghost of a little girl that they call Itsy, because if you walk into the room, Itsy Bitsy Spider will pop into your head. And they don't tell people this, and then they'll start humming it, and people are like, yep, Itsy's here. That is crazy. Yes. I need to go and, to this place. Oh, my God. It's so cool. I'm going to get to something at the end, and then we're going to make plans. Yes. Yeah. So they also have a lot of slamming of doors, cabinets. There's furniture that drags across the room, knocking footsteps, you know, all the good spooky shit. They've caught a ton of EVPs, digital recordings, and a ton of photographs. Like, a lot. Way more than I see in a lot of other haunted places. I was going to say, I'm literally scrolling through the Facebook photos right now, and this is this is There's pretty. a lot. It's yeah, Oh, my so- God. What the <laughs> fuck is that? So there's two there's ghosts fingers. that I think are super cool, like two individual ones. Yeah. There's this one situation. It's like a ghost 23 and me situation. So at the back of the hotel is this the concrete building I talked about, and they yeah. call it the Adobe. And a famous African-American woman fortune teller of the city, she would set up shop there because she said people were coming to her house, and she's getting pissed off that they wouldn't leave her alone. So she's like, fine, meet me at the Magnolia Hotel. I'll do your shit. So 
Her name was Idella Lampkin, and that became, like, her residence of doing fortune tellers. And that was around the late 1800s. Mm-hmm. She lived a really long life and passed away at the age of 90. You know, sweet old lady. Yeah. But in 1965, oh, yeah, she just, never mind. 90 in 1965, <laughs> but her spirit reportedly still hangs out at the Magnolia Hotel, which I can't blame her because it's so fucking cool. Yeah. But... The owner, who is a self-proclaimed medium, says that Idella actually gave her a message to find her descendant and bring her to the hotel. Okay. Okay. So she did. And she did all the genealogy. She did the research. And she is actually related. And she is also a psychic. What? What? (laughs) Mind blown. Yeah. What are the chances? Like... Here's the thing. I, I spent a shit ton of money on 23 and me, and I didn't have no ghosts tell me who I was. I had to spend money on that. I'm so jealous on many friends, and I'm I, not psychic. So this I, is. I need a ghost to tell me my ancestors. This is crazy. By the way, like, so hold up. Hold up. <laughs> There's a picture in here that I'm having a very hard time with because there's a face, <laughs> and there's a fucking hand. Creeping yes. around the window or door frame or something. A fucking black hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, this place is creepy it's and it's amazing. fucking hand. Like, it's disembodied. Like, yeah. the fuck? <laughs> She's losing her mind, folks. <laughs> that is the so most then- fucked up thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm going to have nightmares of this. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm interrupting too much. Go ahead. No, that you're fine. No, this story is even more crazy. So, okay, so Ghost <laughs> Adventures went here. <laughs> of course they did. And I watched it did. for research purposes. But yeah, they went in. They actually brought in her ancestor. Her name's Tanisha. Okay. Uh, what's her name? Tanisha Sutton. So they actually brought her in and talked to her about her ancestor and stuff. She was goddamn delightful. I just loved her. But he also really he rolled deep in this next story. So the most <laughs> famous ghost, they call him a serial killer. Oh, here so, we go. <laughs> yes. In 1874, this man named Wilhelm Faust, which this is also one of the most German places ever because Germans settled this whole area. So New Braunfels okay. is very fucking German. Yeah. And so apparently he's staying at this hotel. He stole the hotel's horse and then he rode to New Braunfels in the middle of the night. And then he accidentally murdered a 12-year-old girl. Ex- You're probably wondering, accidentally, accidentally? Tina? <laughs> <laughs> accidentally. For one, that is a 25-mile horse ride. Oh, that poor horse. That can't be fast. I no. did the GPS today. I'm like, how long would that take? Because it takes me 20 minutes to get to New Braunfels. But, you know, whatever. So <laughs> what happened was that Faust's wife was staying in New Braunfels with her friends, the Volker family, mm-hmm. and he allegedly rode to her house and then began, ha- began hacking at what he thought was his wife with an axe. But then, you know, the ultimate oh shit moment, his walk- wife walks in <laughs> and he's oh. like, oh my God, who am I killing? So then he panics, he axes her in the head and gets her right in the eyeball, and then he realizes oh. that the family daughter emma was in the bed and he accidentally killed her so he killed his daughter it wasn't his daughter it was the family friend's daughter she was she had crawled in bed with his wife and like yeah oh no so she got up yeah 
very, 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 very tragic. Too, and that makes it even yeah. worse. Uh, so Emma that. was killed, but the wife survived, but she was blinded for life. Faust she reportedly survived an axe to the face. Yeah, right to the eyeball, but she survived. Good yeah. on her, man. That's badass. But Which is probably why he got caught so fast. <laughs> probably, yeah. 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 So yeah. he raced back to the Magnolia Hotel, and then the accounts say that he calmly fell asleep. And I'm going to say it wasn't calmly, that he was probably exhausted as shit because that's 25 miles there and back, and all the hacking, he's probably very tired. That would, yeah, anyway. that would exhaust anybody. <laughs> he was arrested very quickly, probably because she was alive, and also the husband always does it. So, yep. you know. Yep. He was tried and found guilty of the crimes. Once convicted, he reportedly confessed and admitted to two other murders, which makes him the serial killer because it's three or more. Three or more, yep. He was sentenced to prison, and then they moved him around a lot for safety because people are like, you fucking killed this kid. We're going to kill you. So they're moving him around. But an unknown assailant snuck past 36 armed guards and assassinated him. But I'm going to assume that it was like, Snuck by. Yeah, that was know, totally an quote unquote. job because there's no way yeah. someone can sneak by 36 guards. Yeah. No. It's probably one of those things where they're like, I'm going to go take a break and say it really loudly like, I'm going to leave my post for just a second. <laughs> Hope nothing happens. Oh, no. That oh, that, that oh, lemonade yeah. just went right through me. I got to go piss like a horse all over again. Oh, my God. That was like the worst Texas yes. accent I've ever done. I am so sorry. I apologize to the Texans Apologize to Texas. I apologize oh. to Texas for that awful, awful, awful dialect. I am so sorry. Anyway, continue. Yeah. So he did. And nobody was ever charged for the shooting. But he apparently haunts the Magnolia Hotel, where he is reported to be a dark, angry spirit that makes people, especially women, feel like they can't breathe when he's in the room. Oh, that's fun. Um, so on Ghost Adventures, they were talking about one woman said that the ghost reportedly, like, slashed her eyeball, like, scratched it really, like, a severe injury. So Zach Baggins, our boy. Oh, oh oh my God. Bagel bites. Good old bagel bites. (laughs) He walks up to the owner who she's just, she's so lovely, but he's like, all right, so how, how much does this happen? And then she just like, doesn't miss a beat. She's like, all the time. (laughs) He's like, okay. And then he's like, okay, so how many people were seriously hurt? And again, didn't miss a beat. She's like seven. How, like so casual about it. But then. Okay, oh, this God. is the best part. Oh, God. So Baggins is. is oh, all, God. Are you scratching people, William? Will you scratch a man? Oh, my God. And then you cue the dramatic music. Give that man an Emmy. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, Most you dramatic ghost encounter goes to Zach. Oh, yeah. Baggins. And they had, like, the actors, you know, being, like, bloody ghosts and shit. Like, oh, it was so great. Oh, Jesus. So great. So while I was researching, they kept calling this guy a serial killer. And before I got to the part where he confessed, I started Googling and I found some news articles that said that he might actually not have done it. Really? No. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, so dun, in 2012, dun. the owner, who is a historian and a medium, yeah. said that she thinks it might have been the wrong person. She said that the research he was doing, along with the help of the ghost of Emma and Helene, the wife, Found that the actual murderer may have been M.P. Devers, who confessed on his deathbed. No shit. Yeah, so Devers was a 
Yeah, he was a music teacher. He was staying at the Magnolia at the same time as Mm -hmm. Faust. And she said that Faust was bragging about how much money he had and how much money his friend's wife had and how she was staying there. So he's like, well, fuck yeah, I'm going to go over there and rob them. And that he intended to rob them. And then he accidentally killed the kid somehow. Wow. Big plot twist. So if Faust is innocent, the New Braunfels Police Department has no plans to do anything about it. You know, no shit. Because they didn't actually have a police station until 1930. So police didn't exist at that point. So there's nothing they could do. There was no law. (laughs) There was just nothing. Oh, my God. But, I mean, Faust did confess. So it's very, like, jury's still out. Yeah. But they said that regardless, the 12-year-old girl, Emma... The wife and Faust and the alleged killer, like the other one that confessed, they're all there. Oh so wow, that must be a very uncomfortable situation. That that is incredibly awkward. <laughs> the murder, the attempted murder, the one blamed for the murder, and then the murderer. So there's a whole lot of shit going so on. So the one who was blamed mm-hmm. is said to be the dark energy one, right? Yes, that's what they thought at first, but she. The writer, or not the writer, the owner, she also writes books, so she's writing okay. a book about it. Oh, cool. But uh, she thinks that he was wrongly accused, but I'm not quite sure why he would confess. Or maybe he just thought, at this point, nobody's going to believe me. Exactly. Just, I'm wondering or, if, like, the reason why it's so dark and, like, suffocating is probably because he's so angry that he was, that he went to death for it. And that yeah. the other spirit is there, so that's why he's so angry all the time. I don't know, but why would he continue lashing out? I, I don't but know, that's a... also... This is like ranger territory. There was no actual law system. So maybe he didn't confess and they just said he did so they could kill him. That's I true. Mean, things, there's there's no documentation things. a lot of times. People could just make shit up and there's nothing you could do. So yeah, there's a whole lot of different like gray area that could have happened. But this place is super ass haunted. So it's been rated the most haunted hotel in Texas by MSN. And it Ooh. has been featured on Ghost Adventures, Ghost Adventures Aftershock. Nick Grop's tour, Disney Channel's When Ghosts Attack, Destination America's Ghost Brothers, a PBS show called Strange Town, Paranormal Caught on Camera, Day Tripper, Expedition Texas, Rooster Teeth, I don't know what the fuck that is, Darkness Radio, Russell Rush Show, and The Paranormal Files. Oh my god, uh, Rooster Teeth <laughs> is part of, um, it's, uh, have you ever heard of Red vs. Blue with Halo? The show Red vs. No. Blue? Okay, um. Maybe I'm thinking of something else, but Rooster Teeth is a production company of. Okay, yeah. is it like a YouTube thing? Yeah, yeah, no. it's like a routine. Okay, yeah, it's like a YouTube thing. I think I'm going right. There's probably listeners out there that are probably like, "You're wrong," and I'm going to hear about this <laughs> later. But it, it's well, it's fun. funny because I did this story for my podcast in May, I think, and there's been there was only four of these listed at that point, and Ghost Adventures had come out the week before I did it. So oh wow. Like, there are people there. They have to be there constantly. They're yeah. just I'm, racking it up. I'm going to have to watch the Ghost Adventures. Oh, it's like one. episode, I think it's season 10, episode one. It is so fun. I think I have that on oh Hulu God. then. It's on Hulu or Netflix, yes. one of the two. So, yeah, so sweet. And there's like a few more stories and Ghost Adventures talks about it. They're, they call it the pink bathroom, I think. And a woman was pregnant and she tried to give herself an abortion and then she died in the bathtub. Oh. It was like she was from an upper family and you know you just at that time she had no yeah. she felt like she had no choice. So she apparently haunts it and there's just a whole 
lot of other people. They think there's people in the Indian Raid shelter. Just, yeah. It's super haunted. So the hotel hasn't been opened since it was a hotel, you know, yeah. before yeah. it went all to shit. So when they bought this, they started doing ghost tours, and they were charging about $20 to take a tour, and that was helping with renovation costs. Yeah, that's cool. So then the popularity of this, they have opened it up as an Airbnb. Dude. Ah. Dude. (laughs) It opened in August of this year, 2019. Dude. So definitely go check out the Airbnb listing because it is so fucking cool. But these are some of the highlights that I found. Okay. So- you get an overnight stay. You get up to four people, and only those four people can do the ghost hunts because obviously yeah. you can't be inviting everybody. Yeah. But you get to go to their newly restored single suite apartment on the second floor where all the really haunted shit is. Mm-hmm. And you have access to five rooms that are all named after the ghosts that haunt them. We need to so do this. So cool. We I know. We need to do this. We need to do this. We and need to do this. And then they just added – a new feature that I think is like a hundred bucks more, but you get access to the unrestored areas of the building that takes you to like the Indian raid shelters and all the other bedrooms. And it just had this like disclaimer that was like, listen, we don't have air conditioning. So it's hot. There's no electricity. It is not prepared for people to stay there, but it's spooky. <laughs> it's like we literally have nothing in there except for ghosts. And then at the very end, it says, though it's considered the most haunted area of the building, we do not guarantee that you will have a paranormal experience. These spirits decide who, when, and if they wish to come forward. Yeah. So I mean. Like, I just love that. I love it so much. Oh, but my God. It I is probably the coolest. Like, they, they've they got this whole thing on lock. Like, this whole, the ghosts, the Airbnb yeah, you can only stay in a certain part, and you get a code, and you get to go in there and ghost hunt and stuff. And yeah. I guess they have a TV that has their PBS documentary. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Just love it so much. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I, oh, yeah, my God. It sounds like I need to take a trip. Yeah. On Facebook, it's the Haunted Magnolia Hotel Seguin. And then if you search Magnolia Hotel, they have a website, and then they have listed every appearance every news article yeah so you can go in and right now now that the airbnb is actually opened every time somebody stays there and has a review they post it in all their photos so it's basically almost daily you're getting new ghost pictures and that's really cool experiences it is just so cool oh my god i don't think i've ever seen so many like full body apparitions yo i'm still going back to that like yeah. The hand and and because uh, it's just a dark yeah. hand that's just there. It's just like ah, it's creepy. And I'm telling you, if you flip through these, there's all these people standing there's outside the window so seeing many. ghosts. So that's why I'm stalking them because I don't everybody blame else you. is seeing one, and I want to see one. But yeah, this place is just so cool, and they're doing a ghost hunt soon too. Like I said, it's twenty dollars, which is really not Do that bad. Do it. Twenty dollars, yeah. I'd be there in a heartbeat. Yeah, Dude. this place just has so much history, and I went into some other really cool stuff on my podcast. So you should check it out. It's episode two. Oh yeah, definitely. You guys definitely need to watch. <laughs> watch. Listen, it's we were, amazing. We were babies then, so yeah, bear with us. But yeah, there's a connection to the Alamo. Like, there's a lot of really cool shit, and That's I just really think cool. this place is literally the coolest. Oh my gosh, but, that's amazing. 
Yeah, I highly recommend checking it out Yay. and seeing all the stuff. And the woman that owns the house, she wrote the Haunted Seguin book, and she's writing a bunch of books. So That's really cool. Definitely recommend that to you. I want to befriend her. Yes, you need to. You live so close. Be my friends. Yeah. Just be like, hey, so I'm a fellow historian. Let's talk. <laughs> not that I'm triangulating my location or anything. No, no, no. Not, not, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. For my mom listening and being like, stop telling people where you live. Like I'm not Nobody like I'm not know. like sitting here telling them I live on this corner and this corner with this corner with the tree right there. I mean, <laughs> in the gas station yeah. right across from there with the CVS and the Walgreens. Like, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just <laughs> yeah. I live a comfortable distance from this. Nobody will find me. But yeah, I just as soon as I found out this was here, I drove by it and it just immediately I was like, I love this place. Oh my god, I've never been in it yet, but I just felt an immediate connection with it. It's just so historic and so cool, dude. One <sighs> day. Oh my gosh, that is on my list. Yes, I and I mean San Antonio is so old for this side of the country. I know yeah. you grew up on the East Coast, so that's yep. like really old. But yep, New most England. of the places here are about three hundred years old or more. So it's very different from Arkansas because nobody lived in Arkansas for a while. <laughs> but <laughs> that's no lie. Arkansas was where you went if you were an outlaw trying to get away from like trial or if you're a native american running away from the trail of tears or if you were irish so oh jesus <laughs> yeah so if you're an actual arkansan born and raised hillbilly you're probably a mix of those three things oh my goodness which i am i'm half you know irish and native american and all that good stuff so it's very... well damn there you go <laughs> but yeah here texas has such a Huge history. And we also have the Manger, which is probably one of the more haunted hotels people always hear about. It's where uh, President Roosevelt recruited the Rough Riders Ooh. in the bar. So fucking cool. Oh, my God. So. So much. Anyway, moral of the story is San Antonio is fucking awesome. So yes. <laughs> well, next lots of spooky shit. <laughs> well, the next time I'm in Texas, I will definitely, like, we definitely need to meet up. And I definitely need to take a trip out there. To see yeah, I went to, to a live podcast of, and that's why we drink. Really enjoy them, and they did the Alamo ghosts, and I was like, I didn't know this was haunted, but it makes sense. Checks out. Everybody died, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they uh they had, a, and that's why we drink. Had a live podcast here in um, Orlando, and they did. Mm. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it's the psychic town that we have here in Florida. Do you know what I'm talking about? Because my brain is no. literally like, I don't remember the name of it. <laughs> um, but it's there's this like town slash village that apparently it's like psychic central. So oh, yeah, and there's that. a hotel there that's haunted and everything. So it's pretty nifty. So they did that, and yeah, it was pretty cool. So oh, cool. <sighs> yeah, but anyway. man, well, this was fun. Thanks for having no, me. Thank you so much for like agreeing to do this because I was just like, <laughs> oh my god, this this episode, like this one episode we were planning on releasing, is now gone, and I'm like, uh, I need another episode and quick. So thank you so much for even agreeing. Oh, you to are be this. welcome. Yes, it's amazing. So, Kina, please tell our lovely listeners where they can find you, your podcast, and all that stuff. Please plug away, girl. Plug away. All right. You sound like the guy from First We Feast. That's what he says. Like, <laughs> rolling out the card before you. Where can we find you? Okay, sorry. Anyway, <laughs> I'm Kina, and I am the co-host of Historical AF Pod, and you can find us at Historical AF Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
We also have a YouTube channel, a Patreon. Uh, we have a merch site, but you can follow find everything on our website, which is historicalafpodcast.wordpress.com. And we are found on pretty much every platform out there. So, Woot! Except Spotify. We're on Spotify, but it's tricky. You have to say the historical AF podcast where you yes. can find us. Yeah, it's, it's weird. very weird. Spotify yeah. is very specific. <laughs> I've emailed them, and they're like... I don't understand what the problem is. I'm like, nobody can find me. Because nobody puts the in the front of my podcast. That's why. Okay? Yes. That is why. So weird. But yeah, we're out there. We're doing stuff. And we uh, our next episode is going to be funeral customs. And there's voodoo and death and lots of spooky shit. So check us out. I just saw my door open and I realized it was the cat. Hey, check oh. Hi. Come see. Hold on. Come here. Kitty. Oh, sweet baby kitty. She is 15 years old. So, yeah. I was like, why is the door opening? Oh, it's just Trixie. It's okay. <laughs> um, anyway, so yes, uh, guys, please go listen to Kina and Natalie and their special guests. Uh, they release on Sundays. They are amazing. I love them. They are the best, best pod friends a girl could ever ask for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys are and amazing. October 27th, I think. It will be our Halloween episode. Yes. And they will be on my podcast. Yes. So we'll we're going to be crossovers and we're going to be on their podcast and it's going to be amazing. Um, yes. It'll yes. be a good time. So as you guys know, I'm Erica and I am the host, uh, one of the co-hosts of Cheers from the Grave. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Cheers from Grave, Instagram, Facebook, Cheers from the Grave. We have our website, cheersfromthegrave.com. We also have... Our merch site, which you can find on our website as well. We also have a Patreon, which we just uh, revamped some of the tiers on there. And we're going to be putting more stuff on there soon. Uh, we are actually currently recording the video of this at this time. And we are going to put the, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and put that on the website soon or on the Patreon. So if you would like to see us chat about random shit then um please feel free to join our five dollar or above tiers and you can watch this amazing two-hour video of us rambling <laughs> i recommend 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 um and then uh let's see so i went to patreon facebook twitter all that stuff yeah so you can find us all there also please don't forget to rate and review us on itunes that helps tremendously when it comes to mm getting you know some form of recognition um on the charts so please don't forget to rate and review that really does help a lot you don't even have to say much you can just be like this is fun or unicorns or whatever i don't care <laughs> just rate us five stars and type whatever you want in the review i don't care as long as it's nice just do it if you want to even like put a recipe on there for cookies by all means go ahead it doesn't matter just please rate us five stars because that would yeah. mean the world to us and also go to historical af rate them five stars they deserve it they are a five yeah. star amazing podcast so please thank you yeah you and if you leave me a recipe i'll make those cookies yes i'll i'll put that on youtube yes oh my god <laughs> <Okay>. yes <laughs> We also have a YouTube as well. Uh, it's not actually video. We actually have just our audio that's on um, YouTube. Um, however, we are thinking about later on, like actually recording our live—not our live, but like when all when uh, Nicole, or excuse me, when Nicole, Stephanie, and I get together to actually record in one room. Um, we're gonna go ahead and like record that 
on uh, one of the cameras that I have and then just put that up on YouTube as well. Or if anything, actually just put it on our Patreon page because, mm-hmm. you know, so it'll be fun. So, and then yeah. maybe one day I'll do something similar to what, um, and that's why We Drink is doing. So who knows? But we'll see. Yay! Yay! So thank you guys so much for sticking around. I understand that this is a little bit longer than normal, but Kina and I, this is the first time we've actually Skyped together and like actually yeah. voice chatted <laughs> with each other. I mean, we've texted a lot, but this is like the first time we've actually like seen each other, quote unquote, face to face. And so it's been fun, Kina. Seriously, it this has. is this is amazing. So thank you so much you know, again for coming on and agreeing. This is you're this welcome. Been, you are amazing. This has been so fun. It has been fun. So awesome. Well, you guys rock. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, don't forget to rate us on iTunes, oh. and if you want to become puppy, and if you want to be- puppy. <laughs> And then, um, again, we have our Patreon. So please, uh, if you like what we do, please donate. Um, that would literally mean the world to us. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. So, cool. I'm Erica. I'm Kina. And you're listening to Cheers, Cheers from the Grave. From the Grave. Yay! Yay! All right, better go stop this now. All right. Okay. And stop. Uh,